We live. That feels good to hear that again. It's been a while, so it's weird um, to say. I'm not even gonna lie. But yes, welcome back, everybody, to Perspective. I know it's been a very hey. long time. Uh, it's been like a month and a half now. Nah, it's been like we recorded our episode back in like July, because that's when I left for my camps. Remember? Has it been that long? Uh, it it's been a really long time. It's like we released our trailer. Let me check. Uh, well, he's checking that. Um, I just want to say I've actually received, I don't know if you have, a couple people have been talking to me more about the podcast, including some family members asking when it was going to come back. And um, here we are. So I'm not going to s- promise that we're going to be as consistent about it again, um, just because obviously unexpected things happen all the time and i don't want to set some expectation and not meet it mm-hmm. um but we are here now and we're doing our best july um, 12th was the last was it really mm-hmm. oh well because that was when you did one with Allie. we did one with kayla first right after we released our trailer mm-hmm. and then i left for my camps um, you were like, all right, part two with Allie. So you recorded one with Allie. Remember I called you guys? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we haven't done one since then. Damn. So wait, July. July 12th. So it's been two months now or over two months. It's almost October. You know that, right? Yeah. It's almost like, saying. yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, um, before we officially like start this episode, um, if you guys haven't watched the video, on our official perspective Instagram account. I definitely encourage you to do that. Um, I was going to say it took a lot of effort. I was thinking about this at work today. Like it did take a lot of effort and like we had to kind of a lot the time to do it, but uh, it was really uh, meaningful to us. So you guys should definitely go watch that and it'll maybe contextualize. The trailer was a lot like more time consuming because it was just the two of us versus like, Oh, the, yeah, the thumbnail. Mm, that thing. one was a lot longer, but versus like the second one is we had four people helping us. Well, yeah, like four people in total doing. Um, that. you reminded me subconsciously. Thank you again to I put it on the post, but thank you again to Allie and especially her roommate and best friend Morgan. Morgan was a champion. She helped with the filming and the cinematography. So shout out Morgan on that one. Um, but definitely go watch that. Pause this. Go watch that, and then come back and watch this. Please. Isn't it like what, like a minute and a half long or something? It's like four minutes. Oh damn! I did you know. watch it? I did, but I didn't realize it was four minutes. Because I changed like some of the music and stuff. Yeah, too. I heard. Because I, when I watched, because you posted it this morning, right? Yeah. Yeah, I woke up and I saw it and I listened to it and I was like, "This isn't Tangerine." I know, I know, you originally had Tangerine on. Yeah, show. I feel like because uh, I, I like pre-tested, I guess, the video to you, and Thomas said that that song was an interesting decision not like you were saying that was no stupid, yeah i just didn't know what song you were choosing i like the song you chose though for the final um, video but yeah i did hypnotize by the notorious big i changed it because i feel like that fit a lot better yeah, with did. the video um but yeah go watch that come back to this and uh now we can get into it so the episode and, or the topic rather for today is going to be fear and thomas has set up his little protein shake uh actually just drank it a little nod to the video again so go watch that i've said that like six times now yeah i know um advertising at its finest shameless plug um yes today's topic is going to be fear and 
I've been looking forward to this one for a while because we've kind of flirted with this topic a lot. Have you not heard that expression? I've never heard flirted in that sense. It's, it's kind of like the walking on eggshells hey, thing. how you do it. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to be serious here, okay, because this is actually going to be really sweet because uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the episodes that we've had in the past, especially with the guests, I think have kind of dealt with the idea of fear. We just have mm-hmm. never... I held back on doing fear for a long time, not because we couldn't find like the perfect person to do it, but that it's just such a big like topic that I'd mm-hmm. feel like we'd have to spend a lot more time thinking of. I have my notes here. Mm-hmm. And there's just it it's just such a broad subject. I just I don't I didn't think we could by how quickly we were pumping out the episodes and everything, I didn't think we could um devote enough like thought and time into that. But yeah. uh now I think we're in a good place. I got a couple discussion points here that I think That's are good, gonna be pretty I nice. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh we're I we're, we're, the... we're going back to the original. Thomas doesn't know like anything about what oh, I Oh yeah, prepared. I thought the, the topic was protein, so um but <laughs> Fear in specific, I think, is really important for the both of us now. And I think it'll mean a lot more, especially as time goes on. Because some of the stuff that I think we're going to talk about here, uh, I think, can be applicable kind of going down the road. Um, And it's another one of those episodes where it's just kind of maybe we act like we know we're talking about. And we really don't. But we're just kind of giving our on what's happening. Um, that was corny as hell. I didn't say it, so it didn't Yeah, count. but everyone on YouTube, if y'all watch it, y'all gonna be like... And whoever's on Spotify is really confused why yeah. they said But anyway, um, so I'm gonna start it off with a story. You know the story I'm just gonna share with everybody. Huh? I do. Yes. Well, you should. We'll see. We'll see. We'll so, see how good my memory is. end of July. Today is September 25th. End of July, I took a trip to Tennessee. Oh, okay, yeah, And I'm not going to air out everything, because that's... I was about to say, that's I was maybe like, a little yeah. TMI. Um, not TMI, that's kind of weird. That, just, there's some private yeah, information. Yeah, just something that should be in disclosure. Yeah, so. Um, so I took a trip to Nashville to see the band on my shirt, and one that I've mentioned several times it says 21 throughout pilot. this show. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it does, actually. He has dyslexia. Um, uh, Greta Van Fleet, I've talked about them several times. And uh, I went to go see them with a couple work friends of mine and a girl that we used to work with. And the reason I tell this story and I, why I think it lines up with fear a lot is um, the trip for me, what's the right word I'm looking for? The trip did not go the way that I had anticipated it to go. And mm-hmm. who I tell this story to, you, Allie, other people, I might use a little bit different verbiage, but mm-hmm. uh, it did not go how I anticipated, and that was greatly in part due to the fact that I was trying to impress somebody, um, somebody that I was very fond of at the time, and now the trip kind of told me a lot about the situation, and now that is... No more. But I think through kind of that whole ordeal of trying to impress somebody, I tried to be somebody I wasn't, and I like lost mm-hmm. a lot of kind of what makes me me and mm-hmm. the podcaster that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but the fear aspect that was a part of the story this i don't know if i told you about i've told a i've told other people about it i don't know if i told you about this we'll see. um but so we had a whole mix-up uh we had an airbnb up in nashville we had a whole mix-up because we took a car we rented a car to take up there mm-hmm. and instead of getting an suv that we were supposed to we ended up getting like this big nissan titan as a truck and it, like this thing was mass it was like a 2015 or something i think it like look it up that thing is huge um, and like I've driven a truck before, but I've no, I don't know. Have you driven a truck before? Um, uh, I've driven like a, oh, like okay size truck. It's not like a huge one. I think the biggest one I've like closely tried to, um, drive was like Ford F one fifty. Yeah, those are huge. I don't want to try to record one. So, so Trucks, yeah, yeah. Anyway, like um, so on this trip, we drove this massive truck up there. Um, one of my buddies that i work with still he drove it the entire trip and there was a point where i felt bad because he was driving so much and all of us could drive that went on the trip so i was like hey if you ever need me to like drive or go somewhere like i'll do it the problem for me was i've driven a truck before but not one that was that big and trucks are like very different at least from that experience that i had that like the turn radius is all whack and Mm -hmm. Just you don't know what kind of clearance you have and everything. Mm-hmm. There was, I don't say like a lot of anxiety about like driving it if I was going to drive it, but there was just a lot of like uncertainty. You a, yeah, you still had an anxious feeling about driving. Yeah, it because I've never done something like yeah, that yeah, before, yeah. and it made me uncomfortable. Yeah, um, the unknown is what makes us fear. And oh, put on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, but I ended up driving once on the trip, mm-hmm. and I think also just the day that we were having kind of put me in a sour mood with again all of what i've already previously mentioned um but we had one day i drove to the city but i didn't drive back my friend he drove back um but i looked at it a lot and i remember telling myself and not for the sake of the episode but actually like what i was thinking when it was happening was i'm going to drive this truck at least once because i don't want to and that's it was because it was like it was something that I was uncomfortable doing. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of, I think, where people can overcome their fears is putting yourself in a lot of like uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. on purpose to mm-hmm. not be afraid of it anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's a very fine line between like doing something that you're afraid of and like rationality. I'm not saying like do something that can get you hurt or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like, Hey, I should bench 200 pounds. If you never bench like 10 pounds. Yeah. And it's like, man, I'm just afraid of it. No, you can't do that. And so you're probably going to snap in half. if You try and do this. (laughs) Snap Um, city, bro. Snap city. But yeah. So, Oh, you, um, (laughs) but yeah, so that was kind of my little, um, introduction to the fear topic a little bit. We can kind of maybe, touch on that i mean that was a point that i had on here just no yeah i can understand that because fear fear takes it plays a role in everyone's life and it doesn't really it comes in different forms like for example my fear that i've been going through um was starting the school semester um not because of like classes or anything like my classes is fine the the thing that was scaring me is not having that structure of like my classes Mm -hmm. and everything because this is my first year not cheering within like I don't know, like five years, four years. And cheer is really what like gave me that structure of like, all right, guys, I have to wake up, maybe go to class, go to practice, eat. The maybe go to class is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm being real, but like, um, like eat, 
go to practice, go to the gym. Like that gave me my structure and that gave me like, you know, something to look forward to, even if I'm like, going through stuff, right? But now I don't really have that structure anymore because, you know, this year I decided not to do cheer. And that's like for many different reasons. Um, but that fear of not doing cheer was one of the reasons why I wanted to do cheer again, but I didn't. I ultimately chose it because I wanted, the same way as you were talking about, to see how it felt for one year to not do cheer. Like, I've done it before, like, before I never did cheer, um, but I haven't done it since, like, doing cheer, and I wanted to feel that, like, let's see how it goes. Like, maybe if I really do miss it, I can go back to it and see, but, like, right now I'm holding off to see what other things that cheer prevented me from doing mm. so I can try those things. For example, like, now I have, like, a couple jobs, right? Like, I coach at two schools. Um, I do UCA still. I'm going to start doing privates. Um, I have more time for homework. I have more time to hang out with friends. I have more time, especially for the gym now. Like, I don't have to cram my hours from, like, 9 to 11 after practices. Um, I can, like, finish at, like, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, go home, like, do homework, sleep. Like, I have, like, a good structured schedule now. And, like, I was afraid that I wasn't going to have that when I stopped doing cheer because, like, cheer really gave me something to look forward to. But now I can, like, wake up and, like, still look forward to other things. And that was, like, a scary portion of, like, my life because – you know, everyone, everyone has their thing that makes them give them, give them that structure. And like some people might not have that structure. Some people don't, and some people do. And you know, another play is that like people use structure, um, to make them feel like they know they can take control of their life. And whenever people can't, uh, don't have that feeling of like control in their life, they, they start fearing about the things that might happen. Um, I definitely see that in you for sure. Sometimes when you don't have that structure, um, cause like sometimes whenever I ask you like, Hey, let's hang out. You're like, what do you want to do? And Cole's like, well, I'm not going to hang out if we don't have like a plan to do something. And like, I get it. Like, you know, if you don't have a plan, like he's afraid to like hang out. Cause what if like, we just ultimately just drive around and do nothing. Right. In my opinion, like this is, this is different perspective. I'm sorry. P words, um, different P words. Um, like I like doing that, just doing whatever and just going with the flow. But like he, he needs like a set plan to do stuff because he fears like, all right, I'm not gonna waste my time to not like I still could have fun, but like he wants to know what we're doing before we go do something. And I get it, like that's his fear. Like I don't have that fear of doing something like that. So and like that's completely understandable. Everyone's just different in different ways. So Well, and you talking about that, you actually reminded me of something that I meant to mention. Um which was uh, my latter half of work tonight, I'm exhausted, by the way. I don't know if you guys can tell, but, like, I'm really tired. And honestly, <laughs> when I got home, I was like, maybe we record it a different day again. This is your idea, I'm homie. tired. Yeah, hey, we, I'm ordering pizza after this. So. Um, But we need to get this out, and uh, I had a lot on my brain anyway, so I feel like this was a necessity. Um, But I actually listened to Zeta's episode a little bit while I was doing was some of my work. Again? Uh, openness. Mm, okay. And hers... I actually, I didn't even know this. I just like went on. I was tired of listening to music, which is funny because I love music. And no, to I, I couldn't understand that. Like whenever I drive, I like listen to podcasts a lot too. So yeah, I and I, I just honestly, I needed something like new to listen yeah. to. Uh, it's just something that, <laughs> as if it's something we didn't make. Well, I think I've mentioned this in the past. I don't really listen to a lot of our episodes. It's kind of like actors in movies. Like yeah, they don't I watch their film. They yeah. just let other people enjoy it or yeah. despise it. I don't know. Um, but Zeta's was just like the first one that popped up uh, that I clicked on. And you actually asked 
in her episode if she just like wasn't afraid of a lot of things due to her openness and just how like comfortable she is around a, around a bunch of people mm-hmm. and it got me thinking a lot about zeta's openness and just who she is as a person how she's comfortable around a lot of people uh, because i looked at it too as it's it's funny the dynamic that exists between the two of us because mm-hmm. there's somebody like me who has anxiety and overthinks like mess and then there's somebody like you that can just go into like pretty much any situation and just wing it and be like you know what we'll just see what happens Mm -hmm. and listening to zeta talk again it kind of like reminded me of that Mm -hmm. of people that have a lot of fear and they're trying to combat it and people that just borderline don't have fear at all Mm -hmm. and it made me think a lot about like some of the past people that we've had on here like zeta and her openness reminds me a lot of you that just doesn't seem to be afraid of anything Mm -hmm. um jade who like blew her leg out completely and had to come back from that and is still cheering today Mm -hmm. um cam which you were kind of talking a little bit about that the whole schedule like cam we talked about like her schedules have schedules like she's just always planning and wanting to know like what the next course of action is it's funny that you bring that up because like i saw her today at practice and um you know, she, I don't know if you guys know, but she originally, like, said goodbye to cheer because she said she was retiring. And um, It's a funny story. <laughs> it's, it's funny because, like, she said she was, like, ready to give it up and, like, you know, spend some time structuring other things in life like that. But, like, she had the fear that I had, and but the thing is, like, her fear beat her. Did like, she say this? Like, she was afraid of not- No, she didn't say this, but I know deep down, like, it did beat her because, like, she, a lot of the times she was telling me is that like, she felt like she didn't really have anything to do other than like go to the gym, go to school, do Celsius. Cause she's not a sorority anymore either. So she doesn't like, she literally does nothing really. Did she leave? Mm-hmm. Oh, she dropped know. her sorority. So she isn't in the sorority. She just does her Celsius job. Um, she works and works out. So like, she's like, all right, this is, I don't have the structure that like cheer gives me like a schedule. Like right, I have practice at this time rather than like now she's like, oh, I can I guess I can go to the gym at five o'clock or yeah. like two o'clock. And like, she liked it, but she felt like she had too much freedom. Like, do you remember that summer um, a couple of years ago when, um, but yeah, do you remember those like couple of years ago when um, I was like going through that same thing over the summer where I didn't, I, like I tried to find a job and you were working at Dick's already. And I was like, dude, I feel like I have like no structure right now. Cause like during the whole summer, I was like applying to jobs like almost every day and like didn't hear back from anyone or got any like opportunity. So I was literally just like home gym, home gym, home gym. Like that's literally all I did during the whole summer. Um, and eventually like probably like a quarter way through the summer that I was offered a job. Then I started having that structure of like the job. Um, and that was the same year that I started doing cheer. And I was like, yo, I, I'm just so like, I feel locked in my room. Cause I'm like, dude, I'm trying to, yeah, I, I just feel it locked in my room because I'm, like, trying to do stuff in my life and feel like I'm not trying to be locked in a box. Like, I feel like I'm just confined because um, I have, like, nothing to do. But then when I started, you told me, Lily, you were like, yeah, Bo, but you have a lot of things lined up. Like, you have things lined up that's going to start saying. making do things. You're like, all right, you, even though you, don't find, you haven't found a job yet, you're going to find a job um, eventually. Cheers starting up for you, so you have a whole opportunity to meet new people. And you're like... Yeah, and on top of that, like, maybe if you do start working at Dick's, you have a whole new opportunity of new people to work at, like, um, get to know there as well. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I just got to trust the process. So some some people, like, that fear of, like, not, like, the, 
honestly, like, like I said earlier, like the unknown is what makes us fear a lot. Like not knowing a lot of things, like especially, especially the future, like everyone's scared of the future because we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Right. And the people that don't fear the future because uh, is people that have a set future. Like they mm. know what they're doing and then they're working towards that. Right. And it's crazy because like we always live in that like fight or flight, um, mentality, especially when it comes to the unknown. And whenever we go into those situations, we can either stay and fight, quote unquote fight, or leave. And I'm always the person to just like, quote unquote, fight it and see how things go. Versus like some people are just like, I, I'm just, I'm not comfortable in this situation. Let's just leave. So yeah, it's very hard and it's very understanding about like why people like work one way or another. But I don't know. It's just like it's interesting because I, I do like this topic of fear, and we I guess we've never really like talked about it this deep before. So um, well, also another person I I meant to mention. Um, I think Gracie's was probably like the closest we've gotten to it because hers talked about oh, hers is doubt, doubt right? a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think in that she talked a lot about her fears when it came to, like you said, the unknown and not really knowing what's mm-hmm. going to happen next. And that kind of leads me into because uh, I start I gotta start getting through these points on here. Because <laughs> um, I thought about this actually when I thought about this topic and then I wanted mm-hmm. this episode to be this topic was. Of the three, I feel like, primary emotions, mm-hmm. which are anger, sadness, and joy, I feel like fear, because fear is kind of like a subcategory of that, and it got me thinking a little bit, because fear is unlike some of the other emotions in that it limits you from doing something as opposed to like motivating you to do something because you hear a lot of times people will act out of anger like if you're just a really angry person you could like punch a wall or something Mm -hmm. or you can yell at somebody or you can do something that you're going to regret later if you're really happy obviously you might be more like philanthropic or you might just help out a bunch of people or just tell jokes go out places be social sadness and fear i think are pretty closely related because when you're afraid of something, it holds you back a lot and it forces you to not really be yourself as much and just kind of like sit back and observe from a distance. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sadness is a lot like that because when you're sad, you're unmotivated. You don't really feel like doing anything. Yeah. You just want to like go in your room and like lay down or something. Um, so I feel like of in kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? just being the opposite kind of of anger and happiness it's just one of those things that instead of experiencing that emotion that causes you to do something it causes you to do nothing which i thought was kind of interesting to like mm-hmm. think about well you also know like fear is one of like the emotions right especially in acting it's like you said joy uh joy sadness anger it's and it's fear one yeah. of them is one of them. well there's like a i googled it too before we started the episode mm-hmm. The, the basic ones were happiness, sadness, fear, disgust, anger, and surprise. Mm-hmm. Those are like the basic ones. Um, I just cherry-picked to make my point, so I yeah, appreciate right. you for bringing that up. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> just took it down real quick. Uh, well, I was just saying that because you're like, it's a subcategory. I'm like, well, it's actually just one of the main categories. But like, yeah. Well, but like, even if you look at it too, like if you're, if you're like disgusted by something, that's still too kind of, it'll, it'll keep you from doing things. But if mm-hmm. you're disgusted, you might do something because you're disgusted. Or, I feel like fear is like similar to that, but I don't think fear will hold you back depending on like what kind of fear it is. Because like sadness, 
sadness is like yes like you're gonna be sad and sometimes you can either bear through it or like sometimes you just don't want to do anything but fear fear is usually the idea like you don't want to do something because you're scared of it yeah so like it does hold you back in some cases but like sometimes it doesn't like let's say a good example right i'm afraid of spiders you know this Mm. right that doesn't mean i won't kill a spider It'll be, it, it doesn't, I don't want to, it's going to be difficult for me to kill a spider, but I will do it if I, if it's in my room, especially, right? Mm. I just need some moral support. Okay. Mm. But like, I will do it if I have to. Okay. Versus like fear with, I don't know, like cliff jumping, right? We're going to be hesitant about doing it. Sometimes we might not even do it. Like, I don't, I don't think personally I would go cliff jumping. Yeah. Because like, that's something that would, I would actually like lose my shit. Well, okay, so I think that cliff jumping kind of goes in what I was talking about earlier, which was that's something that, God forbid, you could, like, die doing mm-hmm. if something were to go wrong. I'm talking more, like, base-level stuff, like, okay, killing a spider. Unless you're, like, going to dap up a black widow, That's you're probably not going to, like, die from that if you're, like, a distance away from it and have, like, a vacuum or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, like, okay, here... Oh, do I say this? You tell me, brother. Eh, F it. Okay, this is for purely for educational purposes. So, um, like me, for instance. So I've we we've talked about this a lot in the past in previous episodes and things of that nature. Um, just kind of like going out places and like talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have noticed a lot too at work, and this is really funny because like I've talked to Tyler about this, and I always find this like. hilarious as if like okay say for instance i'm at work and i see like a really pretty woman Uh and i'm like normally i wouldn't go talk to them or say like how's your day going or do you need help with anything or something like Mm -hmm. that i've joked with tyler about it because you're going up to them in like our work uniform and our work uniform looks like horrible Mm -hmm. and it's like the most disgusting thing ever so if like i were to go to go up to a girl and i was like hey like how are you doing are you are you good and everything she'd be like ew (laughs) it's just like look at my uniform like this is stupid um but like more baseline i mean in terms of like if i see somebody really pretty or work's a poor example, but like if we're out somewhere and yeah, I'm yeah. like, hey, she's really cute. Maybe I like go up and say something to her. Yeah. I think more recently I've been more willing to be like, a, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll go over and like say something. Now, if she's with her friends or something like that, and I might be like, eh, I don't know about that. See, you're bold because like I'm the opposite. Like, especially if I see like a cute girl. The best example is if we're at a football game. Mm. They are. See, but that's what I'm saying though. So, because it's it's very selective in like. And and this goes along with fear too. Like if you're more inclined to go and talk to somebody if they're like in a group of their friends or if they're just like by themselves. See, I know some people that are inclined to walk into a group of friends and talk to them because the only the only reason why is because it shows that they're confident in themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like it brings out like the confidence and some girls like that. Yeah. I don't got that confidence. I I'm gonna sit my ass in the back. Watching the game. Well, that that's like all the videos that we share with each other where it's like, mm-hmm. yo, that, that girl with the black hair over there, I think I'm in love. And you it's like, talk to her. bro, go talk to her. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is like my favorite video. Yeah. But, and like, it's, it's also, it's weird because especially like with our society, we have, we have the stigma of like men should be the one that should go up to a woman and talk to them first. And it's hard because like. Oh, you going, you going that route. I, there was a question I was going to ask you, but maybe now I'll ask. I was, well, I wasn't going to do. Well, it's like a, it's a stigma because, like, if you think about it, like society 
it is, it's not, sorry, let me say this. It's a social norm because I've been learning about this in my class. It's a social norm for men to go up to women and talk to them yeah. versus women going up to men, right? You don't see people usually break that social norm of women going up to men and talking to them. And if you do, cherish your girls, like cherish your men. Like the, those ones are the ones that A, is bold and B, they take what they want, which like I, I, I respect, right? I, I respect it, right? I, for real, I respect it. Um, but like a social norm, like men is men is the one that goes up and buys the drinks and talk to them, and ho- hopefully, like it, maybe the girl will like them, right? But like especially with our society, that as we're getting older in our older generation, and especially us going through a pandemic, it is hard for us to socialize like that and have the balls, especially me, to go up to a woman and do that. Like especially having that feel, like we we all fear as men, we fear the feeling of rejection. And um, especially like, um, funny enough, like you, I think you've talked to this about me. Like, you know, if you go up to a girl and talk to her, and like, hey, can I get your phone number? And she's like, oh, sorry, I have a boyfriend, right? That's fine. That's that's not bad. But like, you feel like you've gone through the effort, and it's like, oh man, like that's that's like saddening. I'm so glad you touched on this. Yeah, and it's not a bad thing. Like, it's different for depending on per person. Like, I've I've actually done that before. Funny enough, at a, like a bar before, and like, it's not. You have. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, wow. this is like when I was. I didn't younger. know this. This is when I was younger, like freshman, sophomore year of high school, uh, college. Um, oh, high school. Sorry, college, college. No, no. come to Legos, girl. No, in college, and I was just kind of like, like I wasn't like depressed about it, but I was like, oh man, that's tough. Like, yeah, okay, like I guess I can. It's better. defeating. Yeah, for it's sure. defeating. Yeah, and it was like better luck next time. But in my head, I was like, do I want to do this again? Like, it low key kind of. It didn't hurt, but I was like, my ego was like a little bit dropped down, and like. I mean, I have, it's not like I haven't done it since, but like I'm not really inclined to do it as much anymore because I'm just like nine times out of ten, most girls at the bar probably have a boyfriend. And it's not a bad thing. Like, good for them. So I was going to go there, actually, um, which I'm going to try and kind of like tiptoe around what I'm saying, but I mean it like obviously it's very per case basis yeah. and this doesn't apply to everybody. Yeah, I feel like in a certain sense and again this is just kind of subjective i feel like women might have a lot less to lose in approaching a guy and doing something like that as opposed to like a guy doing it and that's why i'm kind of like tiptoeing around it because two for yeah. a girl or a woman rather it could it can also be like shattering to confidence yeah it but is. i feel like a good majority of the time you might come across a guy that's like because i mean guys are dumb yeah. so Though, like, even horribly, even if they have a girlfriend, they might be like, ooh, and, like, they're interested in it. Yeah. I'm not advocating for that, obviously, because that's messed up, and I, that's stupid Well, it's see, weird, but. because especially in our, like, social norm society, right, there's a lot of things, and I'm going to say this with a loose term, because some people are like, no, that's not true. We, like, live in a loose, double standard, like, society. That's why I said loose, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it's very, it's very subjective and depending have on to cut this up <laughs> no in this case like it is a double standard right like um i'm not expecting girls to come up but when i say st- double standard in this case like it is degrading for girls to go up and then to get rejected the same way as men go up to women yeah. is like and again i'm not saying it's not but yeah. like you, you get what I'm yeah saying. and like sometimes like some girls like might not care some men not might not care it just depends on who you are personally yeah. like if i went up to someone and like they said no either eight like if they say no like i'm sorry like i 
if they make up if they say they have a boyfriend that's understandable but if they're like um no like i'm sorry just not my type that like that's fine but that also is a little bit degrading not degrading like my ego goes down a little bit i'm not hurt by them like i don't hate them for that like i get it they have preferences but like it is a little bit degrading i can see the same way as like a woman as she went in that sense so it's just like a you're right we have to tiptoe around that but I think we talked about it pretty well. This, I don't have to tiptoe around, and I think, and then, and then we can end the whole, like, <laughs> guy-girl thing, because I, <laughs> I could go down a very poor road. Yeah. Um, I think, too, that I just completely forgot what I was going to talk about. Um, oh, gosh. Crap. Say something. Ad lib really quickly. Well, you said, I think you, about you said we didn't have to tiptoe around this, so I'm guessing it's something related to... Um, Sucks. <laughs> Usually, I'm the one forgetting stuff, which yeah, is funny. It's like it's just because I have like so much that I'm thinking about that it's just like. See, that's funny. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay. I remember. <laughs> Let me get this out. So, and I forgot about it again already. How is that even I'm possible? Gonna say, it's funny because like I'm usually the one that forgets things, but that's just because my brain process is really slow. Like it's like. The best way to think about it is that like your brain is like a machine gun and shoots like thoughts. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. My my brain is like a like eighteen hundred like um cannon where you have to like slowly load the cannonball and the gunpowder. <laughs> like the musket. You, you have to like musket, rip the powder. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how my brain is. And then it shoots one thought. I'm like oh, and then like it's empty again until like another like it loads another yeah. one. Like my brain is really slow. So that's funny that you. Okay, we're good now. Are I you have sure. It. Yes. Okay. Um, I've had this conversation with Ali a lot. Sorry. Uh, I've had this conversation with Ali a lot recently, and it comes from kind of like, kind of a place of experience, but it's also just I've had conversations like this with other people too, and mm-hmm. it just kind of made me think about it a little bit as it pertains to this episode. I think a lot of the time, I see a lot of the time, and again, it's a per situation basis. And I, I hope I don't have to like say that. And you guys just know that. Cause like none of the stuff that we see on here, we're saying like, well, women are stupid and they deserve Whoa. like, that's what I'm like. Yeah. We're not, we're not saying any of this stuff. Most but of my friends are women. You know that. I, anyway, uh, <laughs> I think that a good majority of the time, women are the ones that are sought and the men are the one that are doing the seeking, which is kind of what you were talking about, which yeah. more often it's going to be the guy that's going to go up to the girl and say, Hey, how are you? Can I get Yeah, that's just kind of like, like a this? social norm that we live in, like unfortunately. But the thing that kind of stems from that that I have thought about a lot, which this is a path that's just pure like you just don't need to think about this because that could be like a real big confidence killer mm-hmm. and it's but these are true things that take place and that's just kind of what we do and I want to talk about that so people can kind of understand a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I have thought a lot I say a lot. I've thought a decent amount recently about a woman might have like five guys that'll say something to her and they might be complete pigs and it you might not take it as an example for what I'm about to say, but it's still just kind of that's what took place, so that's what we have to go off of. Mm-hmm. A woman might get like five guys to come up to her. And say, like, hey, I thought you were really pretty, or I thought you were cute, or fine, or bad, or whatever horrendous way that they <laughs> want to describe that. Okay. Uh, can I get you a drink? Can I get your phone number? Blah, 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 blah. I can speak for myself. I, I'm sure that you can probably attest to a little bit. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really happen to us that much. And 
I think about that, and I think that that's kind of the confidence card. Not just the act of like somebody actually going over and doing it, because that takes like huge balls, and mm-hmm. that's a lot more built up and mm-hmm. like premeditated than mm-hmm. what I'm about to say. But I've thought all the time about at work, at school, at Kroger or Kroger's Food Lion or whatever, that I'll like walk past somebody and say like, "Oh wow, she's really pretty," or like she's really cute. And I wonder if ever, like, somebody says that stuff about me. Or, like, you wonder maybe if somebody ever says something like that about you. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that is very, like, mm-hmm. you really... Is that my... The Gatorade bottle? Something was, like, fizzing. I, I thought a, the... I, the <laughs> I thought this was, like, on, catching Expl- on fire. Exploding. <laughs> um, I've thought about that a lot, actually, recently. Uh, or a decent amount. Um, that I wonder if anybody has, like, thought about that towards me but the reason that i just kind of like waft that away and i don't even think about that there's literally no point in worrying about that yeah. because yeah, yeah. that at that point you're worrying about something that you will never get the answer to mm-hmm. unless somebody actually will like come up to you and say something see it's interesting you say that because like it's i mean i guess it's different per person per like whoever like we're talking about or if they're talking about us right because like i've had people come up to, uh, and tell me things but not like they don't. They don't tell me things specifically about like, I guess, quote unquote, my appearance. And what I mean, like, I've never had someone come and be like, "Hey, you're like a really handsome, like, looking man." Like, I've never had that. Someone tell me that. Yeah. But I've had someone come up to this me. This is like, whoever's son to come up and say that to Thomas. Now, by the way, <laughs> you don't have to. You're a handsome guy. <laughs> no, but I've had times where, like people come and say, like, "I really like your hair." Like they t- they point out things about my appearance. Yeah. Rather than like saying my whole appearance, which is like fine, but like. It's 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 different because like I know girls when they say like they because I've had girls tell me this before they're like if you go up and t- uh, tell someone like hey I like really like your hair either two meanings either a they generally just like ha- like how your hair looks and they just thought they wanted to tell you or b they're flirting with you it's probably the latter most I'm of the time. C I don't notice that they're flirting with me I said thanks have a great night yeah that's where I'm. <laughs> like I don't like it's very weird because like <laughs> your hair's nice, Kay. <laughs> See, like it's very weird because like I've I've told that to people. Like I've told women like, hey, I like your hair. Like I I like your dress, how you look, and stuff like that. And like people say the same thing back to like, I like your hair. I like the way you dress, like stuff like that. But I've never had like, and I will say, times especially when it's like, um, people tell me those things, um, without me saying something first is usually, and I don't mean this because like, um. This is not the only times it's been uh, been told, but it's usually whenever they're drunk, because then, um, and like I feel like most people is like this. Whenever you're drunk, you feel like you have more guts and balls, and you feel like you feel more alive that you can like just do more sporadic things. So I've had people come up to me like, "Hey, like you're really like you seem like a really nice person. Can I talk to you and like see how you are?" And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Like and this is when they're drunk; they just want to talk and stuff like that. I get it. Like people are drunk. I'm usually the same way. Like I, whenever I'm drunk. I'll go up to people and I'm like, hey, like you're you you seem like you have a great time. Like I like your hair, I like your glasses, like you looking sly as hell, dog, like stuff like that. And like it's just because and I'm not saying like you should only do it with when with alcohol, but like people whenever they drink alcohol, they feel more free and they feel like they don't feel like they have needs to filter their things and their thoughts because a lot of people say Drunk words are people's sober thoughts. It could be in a good way or in a bad way. But in this case, we're talking about in a good way. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, that kind of hits on my last few points that I had here on the notes. Um, 
trying to think if there was like a good way of segueing into that. Um, I guess just to end that conversation, I don't, I don't get that because like that stuff doesn't really happen to me. And I don't say that to like garner pity or anything like that. And I know that you never had anyone say like, I like your shirt or like, I like your hair. Shirt is different. Because, like, like I would say to anybody, like, if I saw anybody wearing a Greta shirt, I'd be like, hey, like, did you listen to Starcatcher or yeah. something like that? That's completely different. But I'm talking, I guess, more in, like, an attractive sense. I mean, I'm the same way. Like, people say, like, I would like your shirt or I like yeah. your hair. Like, my hair is, like, the, I guess, quote, unquote, the only thing I got going for me, I guess. Okay. No, I don't, sorry, I didn't mean it like that. that. <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, you've never had anyone, like, I don't, I've learned to, like, learn, like, not take people complimenting about the things I'm wearing as like, all right, that's just the things I'm wearing. Yeah. Because they're a part of me. Like they want to, like, would like you, you look good in that shirt yes, or something like that's that. That's what I'm saying. As opposed to like that shirt looks nice or something yeah. like you look good in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I don't say that out of pity. I just say that in terms of like my P word. Like it's just interesting yeah. to hear other people talk about that stuff and mm-hmm. like if it happens to them or doesn't happen to them. Mm-hmm. So, um, but moving past that, because that consumed an incredible amount of the, our time. Where are we at right now? Uh, almost 45 minutes. Oh, that's not bad. It's not terrible. I thought you were like going to say, like, yeah, we were an hour and a half. <laughs> no. I didn't, I didn't think that we were that far anyway. Um, mm-hmm. The next kind of, like, little topic, and I think I've talked to you about this a little bit, but one of the, well, one of the classes that I'm taking is the sociology of aging, and I was oh, hit yeah. with a... Uh, like a discussion board question, like the first like week or the week after class or whatever mm-hmm. it was, um, that it the question uh, in in essence pretty much just was asking how long do you want to live until? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I actually, like no joke, I woke up uh, like last week or something and I... It was either I woke up or I was going to sleep. I can't remember. But I was just laying in bed and I was like, our time here is like really fleeting. Like we're only 22 years old, but like that, it, it, it got me thinking about fear a lot more because it's just, there's so much that like I haven't done yet that like all these, the things that we've already talked about, like there's just you, you really look at it and say that, ah, oh, we're like, we're 22. We got like, probably a good 40 more years left in us or whatever but at least i'd say um but like you you never know like anything can happen and Mm -hmm. all of that can go to mush and you really don't know and like i just kind of had an epiphany yeah and it again it kind of ignited this conversation but i had this discussion board talking about how long do you want to live until and i answered this question and a couple of my classmates answered this question kind of in a different way than what the question was proposed because some people were like, I want to be to 85 or I want to live to see my grandkids be born or whatever the case was. I answered that question saying, to me, it's less about reaching a specified number and it's more about leaving a legacy and like what I've done. Mm-hmm. So like I could, I could die in two months or something like that. Please don't let that happen. Um, I could die in like two months, but maybe in the next two months, I cure 
cystic fibrosis or something. I was thinking about that the other, for some random reason. We we grew up with a girl named Angelica. She had like a running team called Angelica's Angels. I don't know why that popped into my head. You know what's funny? I was thinking about that the other day too. Really? Yeah. That's weird. The same um, thing with the Roman Empire. I was thinking about that too. Word. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> like in, in the next two months by some... <laughs> Damn it, man. Um, <laughs> in the next two months or whatever, I like I just do something crazy. That's just like for the betterment of mankind or mm-hmm. just something that makes me like immensely yeah. famous. Yeah, and then yeah. I just I just died like shortly after. Mm-hmm. But to me, you could look at that and be like, okay, he died at like a really young age, but he did something that's going to impact like generations. And I'm talking maybe a little bit like lesser on a scale unless like this blows up and becomes yeah. like the number one podcast ever. Mm-hmm. Um guys get to work uh but uh like like i said I, no, I looked at <laughs> i looked at it more as in like a sure it'll be nice to die at like 97 or something like yeah. that but at that point hopefully i'll have been married for a really long time i'll have had like three kids two three kids or whatever it was they'll have had kids maybe they'll have had kids mm-hmm. depending on whatever um but yeah, I answered that question that way, and I, I feel a couple people answered it the same way. Um, I'm curious what your take on that was. So, like, I'm kind of similar, but I don't really want to. It's not more of a legacy, but more of an impact is what I want to do. Because, like, I'm done with bricks. Like, I'm not gonna be able to leave like something behind that's gonna be used or done within generations. But I'd rather leave like a impact on the people that I've met that like. It's funny because like um I saw this clip by Robin Williams, um recently um it's him being interviewed I I don't know what the interview was but he's like in a red like uh kind of like a red army suit like from the French and he's like being interviewed and he I think he was asked like a similar question he was like um, how are you feeling he was like you know I'm not feeling ter- feeling terribly great but um but if I know that I can like make a smile put a make an impact on someone's life. And if I died today, I think I'd be happy about that. And like that's kind of like the life I live, that uh, the the life that I live through. Like I live every single day of my life, hopefully trying to make people happy and trying to make their ba- day better um, as much as possible as I can. Um, and knowing that I tried and did something for them makes me feel like if I died today or tomorrow, I think I wouldn't be mad about it at all. Yeah. So like. Yeah, it's more about the impact I leave for people. And, like, regardless, I don't care, like, if I leave, like, two or three p- impacts on those people. As long as I know I left those impacts on those specific people and it, and they see me as, like, someone that not maybe look up to, but they, they know I was a part of their life, like, I'm so okay with that. So, and that's what I try to do every day. I hope Hopefully I do that well. Excuse me. Hopefully I do that well. Yeah. So. It's funny. That actually reminded me of something. I don't You probably don't remember this story at all, but... Our eighth grade, Thomas and I went to a private Catholic school. Our eighth grade religion teacher, Miss Canning, she mm-hmm. told us a story that her uncle, grandfather, one of the two, um, who had passed away around the time she taught us and was telling us a story. Um, at his funeral, there was somebody that like nobody knew that was there, just some like random person. Mm-hmm. And they would like go up to him and be like, what's your relation? I think his name was like Matt or something. What's your relation to Matt? Mm-hmm. And they were like just some Walmart employee. Wow. And they, were, and they were like, what? What are you talking about? And apparently like 
every time like he was a regular at Walmart, every time he would go there, he was just like super nice to this person. Oh. And like they would always like have a little conversation with each other, just two complete strangers. So when they heard that he passed away, they came to the funeral and everyone was like, who is this person? But then like when they heard that story, they're like, oh my gosh, like Matt just impacted somebody's life mm-hmm. that we never even knew about. And that kind of went along a little bit with what you were talking about. Well, it's about. funny that you like brought that up because like it reminded me of, um, this, this is going to be a little sad, but um, it re- reminded me of one of my friend's um, mom's passing recently. Um, and I went to her funeral and... That was, I, I will say, one of the biggest, like, funerals I've ever seen in my life. Like, there were so many people there. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, it wasn't just, like, all adults or, like, grandparents or grandkids. It was just, like, a wide variety of, like, different people. And, like, um, this was, like, very, un- like, an untraditional funeral because there was a portion during the funeral where um, we were handing out mics. Should to- you, are you, like... Is this okay to talk about? I think I know you haven't like named the person. Yeah, I haven't named the person, but I think it's okay to talk about because um, there was a portion during the funeral where like instead of like having like a eulogy and like talking about like life and we celebrated her life, but like um, talking about the eulogy, um, we handed out mics to everyone just to like reminisce and talk about her and like her life and like that that portion lasted almost like two and a half hours of like people talking about her and. And it was a wide variety of, like, people that she taught from, like, when she was in high school. And there's some people that she taught when they were in high school, like, six years ago that was at her funeral. And, like, like realizing, like, that's that's kind of, like, the person I want to be. Like, I look up to her, honestly. Like, she, she honestly impacted me, too, from, like, the little times I've met her and, like, knew her. And, like, it's very... Um, like that's the life I want to live. Like someone that can be impactful by just the little experiences you've had with them, because mm-hmm. like it carries a long way. And I've I've seen it with my own eyes yeah. with people talking about her for literally two hours. People like her her kids that she um, like taught in school for like a month. Like they were there. Yeah. Literally everyone that you, like literally everyone that she knew was there. And like that is super impactful because you know she left her mark on them and it made an impact. And like that is like the best thing I could ever like seen ever in my life. Yeah. So it was very, it was very heartfelt to me because I'm like, I hope, hopefully I can do the same thing for other people as well. Um, I mean, kind of like another point that I had on here just kind of piggybacking off what you were saying. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of just kind of like little moments that you won't really consider to be a rite of passage, but might end up being one Mm -hmm. down the road. Um, I, I think I've talked to you about this. I've, I've definitely talked to some other people about it, but there's been a lot of um, things that have gone on in my life recently, especially Tennessee, but that, that came a lot with, uh, I won't say like trauma, but like there was just <laughs> PTSD, not, not, Putin, a, not a, Putin. <laughs> looking at it like retrospectively, like not a lot came out of that just because of like mm-hmm. how I went into it and yeah. how I conducted myself on it, but mm-hmm. um there's been just like so many things about my life recently that will like come and go and I just like completely forget about them and I just can't remember like vivid details of events that took place. Yeah. Um and like it it's kind of sad because I look at it and I'm always one that I try my best to live in the moment. Like when we went to go see Harbor in July, I recorded like two songs maybe. I didn't record a single one. Yeah, and I just kind of sat there, soaked it all in, mm-hmm. and just enjoyed everything that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But it, like you were saying, it's just kind of like those little moments. They all just kind of add up. And you might not think that they have like an impact on people, but later on down, I feel like you'll understand a lot more. It's kind of the birthday principle that I have. Like every year I hate celebrating myself and like just being the center of attention. I know a lot of people are like, yeah, but you're worth celebrating or Mm -hmm. like the one day out of the year that you can choose to be selfish and everything. I've just never been. And I know that you're kind of the same way. You've never been that big on that. But for me, a birthday is just more just seeing like what new people are there. Like for my past like three or four birthdays, there's been a there's been different people there like every single time, and I think that's dope because yeah. it's like when you were a kid, you had just like kind of a set group of friends that would come pretty much every year. Maybe like one or two people here and there would like get added in, but like now that I'm older, like I appreciate that a lot more. Like I can have the same five people, and then a sixth person will come along, and I'm like, hey, like Joe wasn't there last year. That's mm-hmm. awesome that Joe's here now, and yeah. you just kind of see like all the cool people that you've met just kind of like growing yeah, up. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, like, it's weird because like my birthday, especially these past couple of years is, I mean, I understand. Like, I don't, it's not like I don't like celebrating my birthday, but I don't, I understand. Like, I don't want it to be like my center of attention. Like, I get it. It's my birthday. People want to celebrate me. If y'all want to celebrate me, yeah, like I'll, I'll celebrate with y'all, but like, I won't go out of my way to be like, hey guys, I'm going to throw a party on this weekend for my birthday. Like, I'm not going to do that. If someone's like, hey, let's do a party for you. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I, I'll i help y'all plan it if y'all really want me to. But I'm not going to go out of my way. It's like, if uh, can y'all make it? Can y'all make it? Like, if, y'all, if you guys can make it, go for it. But, like, yeah, like, especially these past couple of years, my birthday's been celebrated a lot more than I, it's been in a while. But, yeah. like, when I was growing up, I was kind of the opposite. I actually didn't really celebrate my birthday that much with many people growing up. Um, I think, like... I remember like around my 16th birthday, my mom asked me, did you want to throw like a party for my 16th birthday? I think I remember this story. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was very minuscule story. And I was like, yeah, I want to go to the fire gravity with like some of my friends. Right. And she was like, okay. And then I asked like a few friends, like if they were free, some of the, like one of those weekends and they're like, no, like I'm busy and stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. And then my mom asked me again if I wanted to do it. And I was like, no, nah, it's okay. Like there's a lot of friends that's busy. So like I just ended up, um, was that when you got your foal on the trampoline? Was that my 16th birthday? I feel like that was... I thought that was like my 18th. I feel like that was like 17 or 18. Yeah, I remember that. But I think like I ended up not doing anything for my birthday that year. And then just next year, it's just like me and you that went there for my yeah. birthday. Because I know like you asked me like, what do you want for my birthday? And I was like, honestly, I just want you to go to Defy Gravity with me. And then I want you to learn to flip. Like, that's cool. Um, and like, that's... Really, all I was like, I could ask for. Like, I'm not really. I, I say this a lot. I'm like a pretty simple man. I don't really ask for much. Yeah. Um, and I don't really need much. Like, how you celebrated your birthday this year? Like, I'm honestly so cool with that. Like, if we got dinner and ate food, hung out, like, I'm so cool with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if people want to throw a party, like, I'm cool with. I literally like don't care like what we do for my birthday. Like, if we want to sit and watch a movie, I'm cool with that. I literally will do anything with y'all as long as I get to spend it with the people I care about. That's how I want to celebrate my birthday. Yeah. And it's interesting because, like, how do we get on this topic again? You put us here. Well, you started it. You were talking about birthdays. Yeah. We, we kind of need to loop back to fear a little yeah, bit. Because yeah. well, I was, I was going to end it with something with fear. but Well, I was going to say, like, the biggest fear I have about my birthday was that, like, um, oh, we were talking about like aging, growing up, stuff like that. You were talking about birthdays oh. kind of got like 
tangled yeah, yeah, yeah. in Yeah, especially loop. older. Like, I know, especially now at the point that I'm at as we get older, because I'm turning 23 in like, what, like five, five months, six months? Old ass. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the hell up. I'm just kidding. It's weird, because like 23 is a weird age for me, because like I don't. I don't feel 23. I don't think I act 23. I was literally watching Adventure Time before we started this. Like, I'm anything but 22 or 23. Like, it's weird because, like, um, and I'm scared because, like, especially as we get older, right, and I, I already experience this now, whenever I try to, like, hang out with friends and stuff like that, it's hard because, like, Everyone's as we get busy older, yeah, we actually have to, like, schedule to hang out with friends versus back in high school, like, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. You want to go hang out? All right, let's go. Like, it's it's easy. Yeah. And like, I get it. It happens as we get older. And we ha- we all have different schedules, right? But it's, I can't imagine, like, as we get older when we have, like, corporate jobs or, like, shit like that. Because I, I even saw it today, like, at the end of um, the practice that I was at, right? Our coach was sitting and talking to, like, the, all of the other coaches. And I guess I'm considered a coach. I'm more considered a student assistant. But I was just sitting there. They were talking about, like, scheduling to meet together to, like, make a schedule for um cheer right they're like yeah i work sunday i work tuesday i work monday and i'm like dude like is it that hard to like schedule things it's like difficult and it's scary because i'm like how often am i going to see my friends then the people i care about like that's going to be difficult like i can still vibe by myself but like i care about my friends i want to see them make sure they're okay and like hang out with them if i have to schedule four months in advance to go hang out with them i'll do it but it's just going to be like difficult honestly but also, people say time apart is what makes um, relationships grow stronger. So, because I, I know that that was applicable for us. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think we can wrap here. I, I we've covered a lot of bases. This is going to circle back to fear a little bit more. Um, but just kind of sharing from my experience, there there was an interesting event that kind of took place in my life recently that just made me feel something that I haven't. I, mm. I guess say like felt in a while. <laughs> Don't make it weird. Um, my sister got married recently. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, congratulations. She, well, she, so she's been married for like three years now. Congratulations, Liv. Official. <laughs> her Sorry, Brett. Official wedding uh, was last week. It was like two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, uh, her official wedding was two weeks ago. I officiated it, which was really cool. Um, oh, so you were the one like you. You may now kiss the bride, like that kind of. That's. Guy. Do you have pictures of that? I'm still waiting. I meant to ask Bert about that because I think that, I want to see that because like that's so cool. Yeah, it was hot as balls outside. Like was I it wa- outside. Yeah, outside wedding. Yeah, it was outside. It was like <laughs> ninety degrees, bro. I'm in a suit. Or a, like a tuxedo or whatever. I, fine suit. I step up. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me get those pictures. I'll share with everybody. Um, but no, I like walked up the steps and I, I was just like sitting there waiting. And I was like, my God, it's hot. <laughs> um, but no, so when I was at the wedding, um, it was funny. I had a little bit of wine in me, which was mm. hilarious. Yeah. It kind of goes back to what you were talking about. Um just kind of like when people are drunk, they might act a little bit differently. But this is a little bit different. Um, for the first time in a while, I had felt like we were all dancing. We like we all we all ate, and just the DJ came out. He started playing a bunch of like throwback songs. DJ dropped that beat. Um, we all went out on the dance floor. Allie was with me. She was my date to the wedding, um, and we got out on the dance floor. We all started dancing, and there was this moment where I just felt untouchable like 
again, maybe that was the wine, but <laughs> I I was just there. I was dancing. I was having a good time. I heard whispers of people. They're like, who's that? Oh, it's like, oh, that's the bride's like brother or something like that. Like, oh, he like, like I could hear people like talking about me, but like, I just didn't care. Like I was just enjoying myself. I was going crazy. I could tell you I was... That booty was shaking on the dance floor, bro. I was getting stupid with it. You were throwing it, it back, bro. bro. So, to songs that it didn't even, like, it was not. Country home. Yeah, like, it, it could have been, like, evacuate the dance floor. And I was just, like, tossing Dude. it back, bro. It was crazy. Oh, I missed that, bro. I wish I could have saw that. Um, but yeah, like, I just felt like like nothing could bring me down, like, yeah. whatsoever. Like, a fire could burst out in yeah. that room. And I would just not even care. Mm-hmm. And I would just power right on through it i would save a bunch of people obviously but um but yeah it was was just so funny to me because of all the the doubt that i've gone through all the stress all the things that i've needed to persist through the lack of me being open to a bunch of people that was just like five easter eggs for people that listen to our episodes um i don't even know it those were i'll let everybody figure that out um (laughs) But yeah, it, it was just, it was a moment of just pure euphoria mm-hmm. where I just, I felt on top of the world yeah. and nothing can touch me. Yeah. And just literally all my fears were just gone. And I really needed it because it was just a break from work and from class and mm-hmm. everything. It was just going home, being surrounded by a bunch of family, doing nothing but having fun with each other, mm-hmm. um, meeting a bunch of like really cool people mm-hmm. uh, because uh, Carson, my brother-in-law, I all of his family, pretty much. I didn't yeah. know any of them, and I met all of them for the first time. That's awesome. Uh, one girl that I met, her name is Danielle. Oh, cool. Carson's cousin sang, Can like, their... What? Nothing. Sang, <laughs> I just got a piece. Sang their song for, like, their first dance. Oh, that's awesome. And other the, her and Nia, our other friend, are the only people that I know that have, like, written songs. Um, so, I like, I was talking to her about it. I was like, what you do is awesome. Like, I love yeah. this. Um yeah, it, it was just so cool to feel that. Like, you, I just haven't felt that. I don't want to say ever, but it's just been like a, a really while. long time. Yeah, it's probably refreshing too. Yeah, because you feel like, all right, I'm I'm not like stuck in a box. Like, yeah. I can still feel like this. And it's yeah, it's it's like a good reality check in this case. Yeah, like you feel better about yourself. I think just kind of the moral of. Everything that we talked about, and Thomas is shaking so much, he has to go to the bathroom. I just um, pee, that's it. I think the moral in all of this is kind of going off of what I was saying earlier, is that it's it, it's not worth worrying about all this stuff, because in the end, it's not going to mean anything. Like, I can promise you, we'll probably, because your 20s are not the time to think about stuff like this. My mom tells me that all the time. She sent me... It's like when you were young in high school, because like... Well, especially now, like a lot of people say that your 20s, if you're worrying about like what your place is in life, please stop. Because it's just, you're coming out of college, you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out what your career is. It's just not the time to think about that you Remember stuff. when like high school is the same thing when people are like, what should I wear in the first day of school? Like I want to make a good first impression. No one's going to remember what you wore in the first yeah. day of school. Like high school, like freshman year. Like I don't remember what I wore. I, it really doesn't matter. It It's so minute in the grand scale of just everything that's going to happen to you. Um, but yeah, just kind of, in the conversation that we've just had about fear, I, I think just kind of the message to draw from it, and again, to college students that probably don't really know a lot about what they're talking Jack about, shit. but we try yeah, and this is my major, but, uh, but we <laughs> try our best to send a positive message. Just, just be yourself. It right. really, 
it's so not worth it to try and be anything other than what you already are. And if people love you for it, then you're doing a great job. And if they don't, then that's their fault. If you're, unapolog- if you're unapologetically yourself, you can't be sorry for who you weren't more. Yeah. And I, th- I think fear, too, goes a lot hand in hand with regret. I just don't want to regret anything. Mm-hmm. And me putting myself out of my own shell, I think, is a great way of... Uh, not looking back and saying that I regret a lot of yeah. what I did or what I did. The next do. episode, regret. <laughs> uh, that's a good Billy Strings song. <laughs> Love and regret. Nah, it's probably gonna be like protein. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you for tuning into our protein. I mean, our fear episode yeah. um, oh, this week. How much protein have you had today, actually? And we will see you guys <laughs> next time. Peace. Bye.